Our client is the caregiver, no matter if they're, you know, 18 to 99. Um, we are here to support them while they continue to support their loved one at home. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator, caregiver support group leader. I was a family caregiver for my father-in-law, Roger, and now I work with family caregivers to help them find solutions that work for them for the often confusing and difficult behaviors that come with a dementia diagnosis. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist, and I work with memory care facilities in their music and memory program. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Here, our goal is to focus on the caregiver, offer our practical insights, and share some emotional support, and maybe even a laugh or two, because we all know laughter is, in fact, the best medicine. And don't forget the wine, Mike. Oh, I won't forget your fermented grape juice, you bet. You know, as dementia becomes more widespread, we're finding that individual states are providing resources for the caregiver. And today we're fortunate enough to have someone from the state of California. Well, you're absolutely right about both. You know, the incidents are growing and we're very fortunate to have someone here to represent the state of California. And she is a family consultant at Del Oro Caregiver Resource Center in Sacramento, which is one of the 11 caregiver resource centers in California and has 17 years of experience in adult day programs. She also worked as a program manager for Valley Caregiver Resource Center in Fresno, California, where she managed two adult day programs for people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Her passion is to serve older adults and their families as they go through the caregiving journey. Drawing on her extensive background in adult day program, She also enjoys educating caregivers about activities that they can implement in their homes. We're pleased to welcome Stephanie Gunther. Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us and for the work that you do to help so many other people. Thank you for having me. So we're very interested in hearing, you know, if you had personal caregiving experience that brought you into this world and also the resources that our listeners can tap into based on what the, the work you're doing now. Yeah, so currently I am taking care of my mother-in-law, but that did not bring me into this uh, caregiving profession. I uh, started at 18 as a, I needed a part-time job, and they happened to have an opening in the day program, and that's where I started. Um, I worked my way up through the day program and became the program manager Uh, of the two day programs in Fresno um, at Valley Caregiver Resource Center. And then uh, several years ago, about three or four years ago now, I have moved to uh, Sacramento where I'm currently um, working as a family consultant. Um, So I use my experience that I have with the day program to also help me um, with my caregiving situation um, currently at home. Now, I have a question for you. Now, it's my understanding you've been to two, or you've worked at two of the California centers. Yes. And again, they're both in the state of California, but do you see similarities and differences at the different locations, or are things pretty much the same? 
Yeah, so we actually have 11 caregiver resource centers in California, and we're all different. We're all independent of each other, but we do fall under the California Caregiver Resource Centers um, altogether. And so um, I ha- there is some differences in our programs. Uh, Del Oro, the, my current job, um, stands alone, but Valley Caregivers actually is an umbrella program where they have four different programs kind of under that umbrella that include the Caregiver Resource Center and the day programs. They also house the Ombudsman and the HICAP program here in California. What are the Ombudsman and HICAP? I've heard the terms, but I don't know how it pertains. So the Ombudsman program, um, each care facility in California, each licensed care facility in California has an Ombudsman, and they are the advocate for the loved one in the facility. So if something's going on or if a family member has a complaint about the where they're at, um, if they feel like there's some abuse or anything like that going on, they'll go in and independently investigate. And they work closely with like the police department, the sheriff's department, adult protective services. Um, so that's the ombudsman program. Um, HICAP, it's, it stands for Health Insurance Counseling and Advocacy Program. So it, it's really their, their free resources for um, people who are on Medicare. And they can answer any questions, help with, open, you know, help with the enrollment process, um, advocate on the person's behalf to Medicare if there's a, um, a concern or um, a problem. So that, again, is just a free resource for them. Um, Each county has access to those. Uh, Valley Caregivers just happens to house those two programs um, in the Fresno or Central Valley area. Mm. Can you provide our listeners with one or two tried and true activities that caregivers can implement at home? I know in your bio, we mentioned that you did that previously and that you do that now. Can you Give us a tried and true, because nothing is absolute. And what works today, we understand, may not work tomorrow or 10 minutes from now. But any part of something's better than all of nothing, right? I never tell people, do this. I say, try this. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly it. And that, Mike, that's exactly it, too. They, it may not work tomorrow. It may not work today, but it may work tomorrow. So it just depends. Um Yeah, so a couple of activities that caregivers can do with their loved one at home. Um, I always think that exercise has a lot to, you know, help somebody with dementia. Um, Just moving. Um, A lot of times just putting on some music in the home and and, um, dancing or tapping your toes, clapping your hands. Um, So definitely some exercises and setting aside time through the day. I think Creating a schedule for caregivers is important. Um, it's not only important for the caregiver, but it's important for your, the person who has the disease too. Um, just kind of knowing what to anticipate through the day. Uh, so maybe including exercising in your activities uh, through the day. Also, um, like you, Mike, that music is important too. So putting on some music, having something that they're able to relate to. Um, a lot of times just having like an Alexa or something like that at home where you can just easily access that music in any moment. So it, it helps kind of change the mood and the environment um, and, and kind of redirect the thought process with somebody who has dementia. 
when you when you said like you, Mike, I, I thought you were no. going to say I needed the exercise. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, needed- <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be like my doctor and no. tell me that I need the exercise. <laughs> well, you're a music history, your music uh, program. <laughs> uh, so I remember my grandmother when she was in assisted living. And she went into assisted living when she was 99. Mm. She lived on her own until she was 99. And she was there for three years. And she used to tell me how she exercised. And they had a thing called sitter size, yeah. where they would sit in the chair and just move their arms out and back, out and back, and their legs and their wrists and a whole bit. And she was so proud and happy that she exercised. Yeah. Because walking any type of distance wasn't in the cards at that point. But, you know, just just something simple like that can make a world of difference. She was very happy with that. At the day program, we would um, do what we call chair exercises. We would start with the top of our head and kind of look up and down, roll your shoulders back and forth, you know, just simple range of motion um, exercises. And we try to make it fun, you know, come up with some scenarios where they would need to move their arms like that. So, you know, let's get in our boat and we're going to row. We're going to grab the lawnmower and pull the cord, uh, you know, things like that. That's how I dance. I pull the lawnmower cord. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or I count the lights. There right? you go. Exactly. <laughs> or the, do the disco move with your fingers like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there you go. Well, I saw something uh, online. It was being done at a day center, and I'm sure it would appeal to you, Mike, because they had people sitting in the chairs, and they had one of those like deep plastic buckets with a ball on top, and the people had drumsticks, and they were drumming on the ball. They were creating their own music and having fun doing it. Yeah. By the way, it's a lot cheaper than a drum set. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one of the things when I was on the website and I was looking, it said that you serve 18,000 family caregivers annually. To me, that's mind boggling. Now, I realize it's 11 centers, but that's still a huge number. Yeah, each Caregiver Resource Centers serves so many counties. It happens that Del Oro serves the most counties. We serve 13 counties here in California. Um, and Valley Caregivers serve nine counties. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of caregivers that are out there. We know here in California, that, and, and I'm sure across the nation, um, that there are people who... You know, you just find yourself in a caregiving situation. You don't wake up and, you you know, you don't plan for being a caregiver. Sometimes you just wake up and here we are. And um, so we know that there are lots of people out there who are doing it on their own because that's just how we do, right? We we care for our family members. Um, And so there are services out there that people can access. And a lot of times that comes with, you know, depending on their income levels. So they make it. If they're on a lower income level, they may get what we call out here Medi-Cal or Medicaid, um, where the state will help pay for some of that care in the home. Um, But you have to meet that income requirement. And there's a huge gap. There's a lot of people who don't fall into that. And so um, what our services are here to do is help support the people who don't qualify for Medi-Cal or services like that. That doesn't mean that we don't offer them emotional support, but some of our grants that we do have Um, come from the same place, so we can't give them out at the same time. Um, So if they're a paid caregiver, um, 
we would be able to offer the emotional support. Um, otherwise, we would be able to, if they're unpaid caregiver, we'll be able to offer um, more than the emotional support, more than the education that we provide, but we can also help with respite care. Um, we can help with short-term counseling, and we can also provide um, a legal consultation with one of our elder law attorneys. Um, that's assuming, and that's assuming we have the funding available. And there are new people coming into the system every day. Every day. We know that every day more and more people are being diagnosed, more and more people are being recognized, and mm. more and more people looking for help. Yes, that's exactly it. Exactly it. We're not going to be out of a job anytime soon. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> now, one of the things that I think is really important, and we talked about it previously, is you have services and you have resources. Yes. And, you know, really wasn't clear to me at first, but the services are what's available to folks in California through your centers. Right, exactly. But me here in Virginia, in the D.C. metro area, I can still have access to the resources because that's information that's available on the individual websites. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. You can access some of those resources through um, any of our caregiver resource uh, centers web pages or the California caregiver resource page. That's a really good place to start. Um, there, there is uh, a lot of information and resources, um, things that you can read, handouts that you can read, and um, just just some like general resources and understanding of what the disease is, how to kind of manage it. Um, you know, there are um, links to uh, our YouTube pages that ha offer some of the education that we've provided. And that's another big piece of what we do too, is we provide education to our communities. Um, sometimes education is specifically for uh, caregiver resource center clients, but a lot of times it is open to um, the the general public. And you can access that through, again, the California Caregiver Resource Center uh, website, as well as um, the YouTube pages that are recorded. We try to do our podcast and, and include people of different cultures, mm -hmm. you know, even as far away as Singapore. Sometimes there are languages. I imagine in California, there's a large immigrant community. Mm -hmm. Are your resources offered in different languages? Yeah, that's awesome that you asked that question. And I think one of the, the best things about collaborating with the California Caregiver Resource Center is that we've been able to bring together um, some of our resources where Del Oro may not offer that, but one of the other caregiver resource centers where there's bigger communities may offer that. And so you can, they do offer some of the education in different languages, and we try to meet um, those needs as well. Um, yeah, so we do have uh, family consultants and other staff that works with the caregiver resource centers to help, um, you know, we try to provide them services in their own um, language. And, um, and if we're not able to, then we'll, we'll get an interpreter to help us with that. That's awesome. Now, one of the things that I see people ask for, I have a caregiver support group. I've had it for the last seven years. Most of the people in my group are seniors taking care of spouses mm -hmm. or parents. I had a 70-year-old taking care of a 90-year-old mother. Wow. But there are 
people in college, there are people in high school that are involved in caregiving on some level. So I guess my next question is, are there leads to resources for what's not considered the typical caregiver? Yeah. So our services here in California are for the caregiver. Our client is the caregiver, no matter if they're, you know, 18 to 99. Um, We are here to support them while they continue to support their loved one at home. Um, And so our resources and support come come to them or come uh, or are available to them, excuse me, um, no matter what age they are. We do specifically have some education uh, tailored for younger caregivers, um, sandwich generation caregivers. Um, we just, Adele Oro recently did a um, education series where we kind of broke it up between, you know, if you're caring for your loved one and someone and your kids are under five, under 10, a teenager, those types of things, because you have different um, dynamics, experiences. Yeah, exactly. So um, we do try to meet those needs that are out there and we'll, tr- we'll do whatever we can to help support them. And then there's somebody like Mike, who's technically a senior, but a child inside. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> so you said that each center operates independently. Mm-hmm. And I did notice that their websites are very different. Mm-hmm. I didn't dig into the resources that were available versus the services. Um, but I guess our listener, if they go to one, like the Del Oro that you belong to, mm-hmm. and they don't find what they need there, they can hop around to the other 10 and possibly find what they're looking for. Yeah. I, you know, and I would start on the California Caregiver Resource page. Um, that will kind of give you some direction as well especially if they're in California, it will help them to decide, you know, which resource center to reach out to that covers their area. Okay. I would hope that based on what you have organized there, that outreach to other states saying, hey, how'd you guys do this? We want to do this too. And if there there isn't, then there should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do, um, the Family Caregiver Resource Program is one of our, they're out of the San Francisco area. And um, they a lot of the uh, material that we use comes from that website from there um, that we use at Del Oro comes from from them. And they we we use a system altogether. Um, when you become a client at uh, one of our caregiver resource centers, we do a, a standard an assessment and evaluation. And all of our caregiver resource centers use the same one, and we all use the same system. So we're able to access those resources within um, that system. And a lot, like I said, a lot of it comes from um, some of the more established, well, they're all established, but some of the um, other caregiver resource centers that have been around a little bit longer. And what is it that you're looking for when you do this assessment? Really, we look at um, the caregivers or the care receivers' needs. Um, we'll look at their diagnosis. We'll see how that affects the caregiver and how much work they're actually doing to, you know, what they're doing to provide uh, the care for their loved one. Um, we there is a section um, specifically for the caregiver, so we'll make sure that we're taking a look at how they're they're viewing themselves at this time, what type of self care that they're using or doing for themselves. 
Um, and then we'll do a couple of different uh, assessments just to kind of gauge whether they're you're feeling isolated, lonely, um, where they fall on at a depression scale, um, those types of things. Really just gives us as family consultants an idea of what they're doing in their home and how we can help support them. And that may mean, you know, that support may come from uh, the respite care. May need, they may need support, um, emotional support that we can offer as family consultants, but we may need to connect them with a support group or um, some counseling um, and then if there's needs, you know, say they need a ramp built, you know, we would be able to connect them with some of the community resources that may be specific to their case. Um, so that as a family consultants, that's what we do, really just provide those resources to them. That's impressive. <laughs> I mean, that's the only word I can think of. It's, it's very impressive. And what you specifically, Stephanie, are doing is wonderful to just have that goodness in your heart to go do that mm -hmm. and work in a place that supports caregivers. That's total goodness on you and the resources that the California Caregiver Resource Centers are providing, I think, is also very, very awesome. And um, I hope that uh, ripples out. Yeah. Thank you. And I have to believe that not only is it directly impacting the caregiver and the person that needs care, but their entire families and their communities. Mm -hmm. Because the more support that we can offer to people, the better care they're going to get and the less reliant they're going to be on social resources. My fear and my knowledge tells me that as these incidents continues to grow and, you know, younger onset continues to grow, and what is it, every 66 seconds somebody else is diagnosed, that we're overwhelming our health care system. Yeah. And it's not going to get better anytime soon. And more and more people are going to be doing this at home because beds aren't going to be available in, in care homes, and they're going to be too expensive anyway. So not only are you helping people, you're helping prevent a future crisis. Stephanie, um, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today and and share what you have to our listeners in California, mm -hmm. but also not only here in the United States and across the United States as far as resources, but also some of our listeners that are overseas. But I do want to thank you, and we will be putting a link to the California Caregiver Resource Center on our show website. Okay. So again, Thank you for taking the time to be with us and keep doing what you're doing. There's a lot of goodness in what you're doing. Thank you guys for having me. You know, we often say uh, we learn from every single guest on our show, and we've definitely learned from you today. But even bigger than that, so many more people are going to be able to learn from you as we recommend them going to this site and tapping into those resources. That's my biggest takeaway today. California has an excellent program that needs to be repeated in other states, but through their generosity, you don't have to be in California to take advantage of the resources. Right. Right. You can find more information about Stephanie and links to the California Caregiver Resource Center main website on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Bobby and I would love to hear from you. 
answer any questions you might have, or just find out how you're doing. If you have any comments or questions or want to applaud us, especially Stephanie, <laughs> um, please go to our Roger That Facebook and or Twitter page. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that.show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.